This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Listen, Heather Monahan is in studio. <laughs> the book is Overcome Your Villains, Mastering Your Beliefs, Actions, and Knowledge to Conquer Any Adversity. Heather, I know from my days in Miami, these would be the WQIM days, which I believe for me was 2010 to 2012 in that area. And um, somehow you're also friends with the sales uh, exec here, the man who runs the sales department, Glenn Tacinelli. I never really knew how that whole thing came about. Come closer to the microphone and tell well, me how that happened. So my, you were always the talent, obviously. Thank you. Uh, in, in the best that we had. However, I ran sales for the company. I was the chief revenue officer. So. This was Beasley, the Beasley group. Exactly. I spoke to Georgia Beasley actually about two weeks ago. She's got a cute new uh, boyfriend and, and the whole thing, and uh, she seems very, very happy. So, Did you know that? Oh, good for them. That's a family that fired me. <laughs> They fired me, too, sweetheart. I know. They fired me, too. Okay, so so you're running Beasley, but you're operating out of the QIM building where I'm yes. doing the, the, the local show. Right. Right. Life, and, life was very different back then for both of us. Was it good then? I mean, it seemed okay. It was one of those, and I'm sure you've had this in your life and, and people listening have had this. You're in a routine. Right. And it seems like everything, you know what the future holds for you. It's very clear. No, you know, no, 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 not for me. Not for me. Well, at I, I got more emails that said I-95 North is right up the road. Because all I would do, Heather, on most days is go on the air and complain. I say the weather is gorgeous. Everything is brand new. But what a horrible place to be. I couldn't wait to move back to New York. I was the only schmuck that at 50 years old went north instead of south. I got tired of dinners at 5 o'clock at night, the same boring conversation at the pool, everybody swinging inside my neighborhood, Coke dealers and day traders running the show all over Boca Raton. I got tired of it. Yeah, but then you missed the right time, which was pandemic with DeSantis Well, in you're Miami. right about that. So how great is it living, because you still live there, yeah. living in South Florida with Ron DeSantis as the governor? Incredible. I'm so team DeSantis and just Listening to your previous guest, I mean, he is our hope for, you know, I mean, he, he's the future. Were you a Trump supporter before ever? Uh, of course I was. Okay, yeah. so you voted for Donald Trump. I did. But right now, because a lot of folks on this show that are my friends, I mean, big time people, Peter King, 40 years as a Republican congressman, Bo Deedle, 30 years as a Republican cop, the listeners hate him and they discount their Republican views because they're anti Trump, which is ridiculous. Are you one of those folks that is moving away from Trump and would vote for DeSantis instead? Absolutely. I've moved away from him. Here's why. Listen, he made, in my opinion, he made great business decisions as a president. However, he lost it from, you know, what he did on social media was ridiculous. I yeah. mean, it was far too emotional. It, just, it was too out of control. You, you got to reel it back in. Can't someone reel a guy back in? Obviously not. So to me, DeSantis is going to make those same great decisions, and he's not going to come off the rails. He'll be able to bring people together. See, you sound like so many people I speak to today. Uh, how are you convinced that Ron will actually run for president? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How, how does he not? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a done deal. You know, could just imagine you would have had the guy who was smoking meth, 
naked with some gay guy in a hotel down in Florida. He would have been your governor. What's his name again? Uh, Gillum or something? Or He was a guy that DeSantis beat. That would have been your governor. Instead, you've got a guy now that is the odds-on favorite to win the presidency. And believe me, I was down in Florida quite a bit. I still live in Boca, obviously, during the pandemic. And it was the only place you can go, not wear a mask everywhere, walk up and down the beach, nobody looked twice at you. I would walk in the park in Central Park in, in 80-degree temperatures and get yelled at for not wearing a mask. It was so crazy. You know, leadership is something that you can see so clearly in motion. And to me, people were, you know, Fauci, so many people were against Ron DeSantis. He did not back down. I know that. He stood yep. in his word. And, and I have so much respect. It takes so much courage and class yeah. to stand and not, you know, he didn't unravel. He just stood very firm in his beliefs. And it turns out the guy was right. He's not huge on personality, though, to be honest. I mean, uh, Trump has a lot more charisma than Ron DeSantis. Well, we were just speaking off air about this, that unfortunately we live in a world where people are, they're swayed by that, by charisma. What do you mean, unfortunately? That's why I'm successful. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it can behoove you, but people need to look beyond that. And as you were saying, people can develop charisma, be coached into it, right? The more experience and whatnot. Obviously, he's better today than he was before. Yeah. But he has the proof behind him. Look at his record. Look what he did. To me, that speaks volumes. Well, I think in this book, Overcome Your Villains, and we'll talk about this after this break, you probably talk about, and maybe you don't, I haven't read it yet, but maybe you do talk about all the things that we seem to take as important, like charisma, for example, when in fact there's a lot of substance that has nothing to do with how you interview, how you dress, how you look. Is that some of the stuff that's inside this book? Uh, absolutely. So much about this is about our own personal beliefs, the, the, the thoughts that we have and, and the feelings that we have internally. And I think that typically that's people's biggest villain is, you know, the thoughts that you have about yourself. A hundred percent. That's mine. I can tell you that. So we'll get back with you. Heather Monahan, the book, once again, Overcome Your Villains. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. So my sports guy, Justin Ellick, Heather has a crush on you. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Is that um, like a younger guy? He told me when he came He's in. He's like, what is yeah. that in the studio? I mean, what do you mean, what is that? <laughs> what? No what wonder, is that? No wonder um, he's not with anybody yeah. right now. <laughs> Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> right. It's no wonder. Heather Monahan, the book is Overcome Your Villains, Mastering Your Beliefs, Actions, and Knowledge to Conquer Any Adversity. Now, this is book number two or three for you. Two. Number two. You okay. had me on with the first one, I Confidence Creator. Thank I, you. And how many years ago was that? That was 2018. Okay, so about, was Bernie in studio with us? Yes. Okay, great. Okay. Um, of course, if you don't know, Bernie has passed away. We come live to you this morning from the Bernard McGurk studio, and I miss him. Uh, these books, are they more motivational? Uh, is it about advice? The second book, how, how would you categorize your books? Let's cut to the chase. Here's how Forbes categorized it. It was okay. the top five book for business, for women in business in 2021. Is that what the newest book? The new one, Overcome Your Villains, yeah. Top five, according to Forbes, Forbes. business books yes. for women. Now, when you say for women, besides the obvious, which is you're a woman, 
Uh, why for women? Well, I, I don't agree that it is for women. When I write or when I teach anything, I'm teaching from personal experience, which is applicable to men or women. I don't write primarily for women. So uh, that women found it valuable on that list, great. I'll take it. And I'm grateful for it. However, anyone can benefit from my experience, you know, f- growing up poor, living on food stamps and making it to the C-suite in corporate America. I share the hacks yeah. and and tips and tricks that I learned along the way, pull the curtain back, and teach other people how well, to do it. Well, you have to understand, this is still, you know, this, this is still a very uh, chauvinistic society. Uh, men say all the right things, but truth be told, most men are intimidated by a powerful, and in your case, beautiful woman. This no, is why I'm single. Is, are you, are you yes. still single? <laughs> yes. Yeah, because you scare the hell out of guys. You're good looking and smart. But guys will never admit that. Oh, no, 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 no. But it's true. But women or young girls will say, hey, Heather Monahan, I want to be like you. So you almost have to capitalize on that. How poor were you? Where'd you grow up? Oh, my gosh. Worcester, Massachusetts. Oh, sure. I, I was living in a trailer behind my grandparents' no, home. Oh, come on. Yes, my mom had four kids, single mother, um, for many years, and, and that's what we did to get by. So how'd you end up in Miami and then writing all these books and becoming this huge success you are today? What was the, you give me the, the Monarch Note version. Yeah, let me give you the catalyst. Stay away from my, I had a dog named Joey and then all that type of stuff. Yeah. Got it. So <laughs> Cliff Notes, um, you know, I started with a paper route and then waiting tables and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, I was always fine-tuning my sales skills as I was coming up as a kid. Um, got into sales at the Gala Winery and my boyfriend cheated on me. And it was like this pivotal moment where I went to work the next day. I was a disaster. I just started in the radio business at this point. And the owner of the station said to me, hey, you want to get out of here? You want to get on a flight, move somewhere? Don't ask me where you're going. Get on the flight with me. Become my partner. I'm going to make you a really rich girl. And, now, I, where, and now, I said, yes. Where did this flight originate from? Worcester, Massachusetts. And it ended up in Miami. No, it ended up in Saginaw, Michigan. Sa- oh, my God. That's a horrible place. Now, did you end up sleeping with this guy? This, no. Uh, I'm sure this, you did, of course. He was did. a great... Stop no, it. he's on, Heather, married please. to the same woman, Leslie. He's a great person. Oh, no, no, for sure you did. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. However, <laughs> yeah. you know, to your point... At the time, I was 25 years old. People assumed I was his girlfriend. Course, and that was, a, that was a hard time because I had to prove myself, which I did. We bought that company for $25 million. I sold it for $55 million in under three what years. What do you mean we and us? So well, you, you became a part I was an owner? equity partner, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. What, what, do you remember exactly what you put up to, to buy it? I put up me. I moved. My moved. partner put so, the money up, and he stayed in Boston, and I moved to Saginaw, Michigan, and I ran the operation. And you actually sold that station, did you say? For, for $55 million. So yeah. by the time you got to Miami and I met you, yeah. you were already doing very well financially. I, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't put into people's business. I just knew you. I was this really sweet lady. I enjoyed working with you. But by the time you got there, you were a major success. So you didn't need the Beasleys at that point for anything. No. No, I saw an opportunity, and I remember I pitched myself for a job that didn't exist, and everyone told me, you're never going to get that. And I said, no, this company needs to go to the next level. I see an opportunity. I pitched myself for a job that didn't exist, but I pitched myself to the wrong person. And for everyone listening right now, never ask someone for a yes if they can only give you a no. Mm. And that's what I did incorrectly. I ended up resigning, and that's when they actually appointed me to VP of sales of the entire company, and that's when I moved to Miami. Gotcha. So uh, that's a good piece of advice you gave just now. Don't go to somebody who is going to give you a no. They can't give you a yes. What else in inside this book specifically is great advice for young folks who want to master business, as you have done? 
Oh, my gosh. I give so many tips. You know, never ask people for direction if they haven't been where you're going. That's some a piece of advice I wish I had known years ago. I used to ask my mother, what do you think about this opportunity? She had no idea. Right? Like, yeah. Why am I? Why do people defer to the most random individuals? Well, you, you know what? On, on a level not inside your book that I could uh, at least appreciate when you say that is why do people ask folks who don't have kids what to do with their kids. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I will tell you as a father of two, when I hear somebody try to give me advice who's never had a kid, I want to punch them across the face. As I, you I, should. Right. I think in life, with, with anything you do, whether it's parenting or business, whatever it is, if you don't have experience in it, okay, you're better off shutting up. But that's not the world we live in. Everyone wants to be an expert. Every Instagram right. model is an expert in business and, and well, they fitness. Are. <laughs> and, you know, everyone's an expert in everything. B- I call BS on that. Like, look at people's track record. And this goes back to DeSantis. Look at the decisions people make. Like, we live in a world, it, it's transparent. You can do your homework. Take the time and do your homework on people. Go do your homework on me. Go take a look at what I've done for stock prices on the companies I've run. What have you done for stock prices? Well, let's put it this run? way. The company that fired me was trading at $11 a day. I was fired, and today I think it's a penny stock. Is that right? Yes. So and you take an inordinate glee in that, don't you? You, you know what? That's crappy for me. I should, it is. I, it but is, you do. It, it, you love it, don't the, you? No. Revenge wait a minute. What, wait, one of the things that I've moved through, and it's funny that you're highlighting this, I came to a point where I was obsessing for a while about it. Like, wait, when you get fired, I was like, oh, like, I want to, yeah. I hope they're doing badly. Right, you know, And that's, right. that's not good for me. I was no. giving my power and energy to somebody that I shouldn't be giving it to. I had to come to a place. It took me a couple of years to forgive these mm. people, which yeah. was super hard to do. But I decided to do it not because they asked me for it. I don't speak to them. But for me, I wanted to release myself from no, that negativity. Listen, I, first of all, I get fired too often. So I don't have any time. <laughs> <laughs> to really develop any good resentment. Like, I get fired every three years. This, for me, I'm going on seven years. is like a miracle for me. But to your point, even as an addict, okay, one of the things they tell you first, A-A-G-A, S-A, I don't care where it is, is to bury all the resentment because that resentment will lead you back to drinking or drugging or sex, whatever you do. So there is, there's a few emotions that do nothing for you in life. I mean nothing. Resent, anger does nothing for you. Feels good for the second but never, ever, ever fixes any situation. So if you can remove that from your life, which you can do now, obviously, then you're going to find yourself in a much happier place. Yeah. Because those emotions are a waste of time and stress. They say it's, you know, you take the poison pill and you think you're hurting the other person. You're only killing yourself. However, in the moment, it's hard to have that self-awareness. Of course, of course. Look why I'm talking. You can make it every single day, 100 times a day. That's the stress test. (laughs) 